Next on BYU Sports Nation, what game has the greatest impact of the furious five games on the Cougars' fortunes in 2017? The Kiwi Cowboy, Johnny Linehan, stops by Studio B. Can you say fourth and no more? No mo. And the latest on Eric Mika in the NBA draft, and how much money did Seth Corey get to not come to BYU? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Welcome to summer, people. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, June 21st, and if you are north of the equator, it is the first day of summer, baby. It might be the first day of winter, depending on where you're at. I'm so glad that today is the first day that it's going to be winter. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I always think that. Wait a minute. minute. Sunny and warm. Today is the first day. It's been so long. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. We talk about fall camp. It's actually during the summer. It is. It's it's never actually been during the fall. Not not a single time. So where did that start then? Why have we always... Because they play in the fall? Because it's preparation for the fall? I don't know. It's fallish. Oh, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. That's exactly right, Dave Rose. Uh, By the way, I'm Jeremy Jordan. Spencer Linton is skydiving into the Grand Canyon, so I'm joined by the OG, Jason Shepard. Old guy? Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Or original gangster. Okay. The OG. (laughs) You come up with all the different OG. You're like, no, no, no. Original gangster, I promise. Like, no, I wasn't even. Did you hear about this? So, Ziggy Ansah, of course, one of the greatest stories in sports, let alone BYU sports. Did you know he didn't know how to put on his football pads? I had not heard that today until that that out of some breaking news. At Ziggy underscore Ansah, proud to announce the first annual Ezekiel Ansah Foundation football camp in Ghana, July 14th through the 15th. How awesome is that? That's awesome. A former BYU player, uh, tied for the highest draft pick in BYU history, by the way, with Jim McMahon at number five. Heard of him. Holding a camp in Ghana. It's very cool what Ziggy's doing for the game. To be, yeah, I mean, this is, this is awesome. To be able to bring an NFL player and, and the game to Ghana, what, an, what a great opportunity for, for those kids. That, that's awesome. Congratulations to, to Ziggy for, for this kind of stuff. And he, he does, maybe not to this level, but he is constantly looking to do things like this. And he gets it. He yeah. was a guy that didn't play football. He wants to teach football, you know. I, I got to know Ziggy originally in the Richards building on campus you guys playing pickup basketball. Yeah, you dunked on him, right? Well, the opposite, yeah. But it, was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't a mutual relationship that way. He so, was, like, if you called was... him right now and said, hey, man, it's Jerem. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, do you want a million dollars? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> give it to Seth Corey, which we'll get to that in a moment in today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. The 2017 NBA Draft is tomorrow, people. CBSSports.com has Eric Mika listed as the 76th best player in the NBA Draft, top 100 prospects. You want to be probably in the top 50 to get drafted. So well, at least only... top 60 since there's only 60 picks. But that doesn't necessarily mean you will be picked among the 60. That's why I say if you're in the top 50, chances are you picked in the 60 big night big night tomorrow night more on eric mika what we expect to happen coming up tomorrow on draft day all right jeremy you referenced this uh just moments ago byu baseball signee seth Corey has signed with the san francisco giants he's getting a signing bonus reported to be 
One million dollars. One million dollars. One million dollars. That pick was estimated at like five fifty eight. Yeah, he he he's, that 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 slot Ooh. was allotted like he's getting an extra like four hundred fifty thousand dollars. They must love him. Third round pick, lefty. Good negotiation. Ninety five mile an hour fastball. Good by his reps. Uh, Corey, for those that don't know, uh, Seth Corey played high school baseball at Lone Peak and was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year in the state of Utah. A guy from Lone Peak. Going pro. Back-to-back, hopefully. Oakland A's outfielder and former Cougar Jacob Bregman went one for four with an RBI and a loss to the Houston Astros, who are dominating my Mariners in the AL West. Bregman and the A's play the Astros in game three of the series tonight, 10 Eastern time. And BYU outfielder Keaton Kringlin went one for three with an RBI and two walks in a St. Cloud Rocks win over the Bismarck Larks in the Northwoods League. It's summer baseball for a lot of the uh, BYU baseball players. And that's a uh, Woodbat League, I assume. Uh, Northwoods? Or maybe the league is just Northwoods and I'm off. Yeah, I'm not sure that it... I I honestly don't know the answer to that. I would assume that it is either aluminum or Or wood. wood. It's one of the two. I think it's a safe bet with saying It really is. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, people. Brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The fate of the Furious Five. We've dubbed the top five games on BYU's 2017 football schedule the Furious Five. It's some sort of weird mix between Fast and the Furious and the Furious Five from Kung Fu Panda. Is this when The Rock comes onto the show? Because did he come in in five? He, or was that four he showed up? I think it was five. Yeah, I think we're getting Crane instead, unfortunately. Regardless, there's a clear distinction between the top five games and the other eight regular season contests on the schedule. In chronological order, LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, and Mississippi State. These games will swing the season. Hopefully, BYU can go at least two and three, and now you're talking about the possibility of a 10-win season. Athlon Sports has all five of those teams in the top 40 and all ranked ahead of one Brigham Young University. Yet there is one... That stands above the rest and its impact on the whole season, and that is the subject of today's show. Which of the Furious Five games can have the greatest impact on the BYU season? That is our Twitter question today. First tweet coming in from at CL underscore living. Let's just say I will indeed be furious unless we hashtag beat Utah. That's an interesting one, given the fact that Vegas thinks it's a five-and-a-half win season. <laughs> Here's the and, deal. And FPI thinks it's 5.8. I'm That's also, a game you got to win. I'm also uh, going to bring up the red card. We, this is not evolving into yesterday, where it is all about beating Utah. I'm just going to put the kibosh on that right now. Wait, why? Unless it's the answer. <laughs> if someone thinks it, are you stifling the I'm opinion just, of I'm, the fans? I, I think, what if they think Utah? Well, we'll see. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Well, it's not Utah. The way I think... That's pretty obvious from your initial (laughs) rhetoric here. Like, here's the deal. For me, it is the LSU Tigers, okay? Mm. It is the first game... Spencer, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) Just because he and I agree and are right, you know, there's no reason to make fun of it. And are right. Okay? It's the first of the Furious Five games. It sets the table, okay? We don't need to go into details on what a win in that game, by the way, would do. But even in a loss... Not that you ever want to lose a game, okay? That's, you're not, certainly not going into any game wanting to lose, expecting to lose, okay? But even in a loss, if BYU shows well and can gain confidence against a premier SEC team, that could be huge heading into the Utah game and moving forward. And, and, and what, what you certainly don't want to happen in the first game is 
to lose and lose bad because that could have the opposite effect, obviously. For me, it's all about starting out this stretch on a positive note. So for me, it is the LSU Tigers. I think when it comes to the Utah game, when BYU and Utah play, that it won't matter what BYU did against LSU. It won't matter. If BYU wins that game, the hype will be crazy. Guess what? The hype's going to be crazy no matter what. It's Utah in Provo, six-game losing streak, first time for Kalani, coming on the heels of the one-point loss of going for two up there. It's going to be crazy no matter what. If BYU's one and one, if they're two and one, it's going to be nuts. I don't even think the LSU game matters in connection to how big the BYU-Utah game is going to be. Well, I, it, I how, think it's Utah, obviously. Big, I think it's Utah. How big it's going to be, I'm not sure is, is you won't even can debate that. Of course it's big. It's your yeah. rivalry game. Yeah. But I think that the, the, the way you perform against LSU sets the table, not just for the Utah game. If you win it, obviously, it's huge. Yeah. And, and you're, I mean, the confidence level is, is through the roof. But even if you play well, and you're like, you know what, we held our own. That's, that can give you confidence heading into the next week and moving forward. Here's, here's why it's Utah and not LSU. Because Utah is the worst team of the Furious Five, according to Vegas. And according to ESPN FBI, they're a five to six win team. You have to win that game. You have to win that game. Even if BYU had not lost six in a row, and that weighs into this, the emotion of having lost six in a row to any team, let alone your rival, that would matter. If BYU had lost six in a row to UMass, it'd be like, that game matters. You got to beat those guys. But BYU's lost six in a row to Utah. If BYU doesn't beat Utah and they lose to LSU, they ain't beating Wisconsin. Let me, let's lay out a scenario here, okay? Regardless of win or lose in a game, LSU, physically, wow, that's going to be a tough game. Utah, emotionally, that's going to be a tough game. That third week with Wisconsin, woo, that is going to be a tough game to, to get up for physically, emotionally. BYU is going to do their best as a team. They're going to compete. I like BYU at home competing in that game. It's just going to be tough on the heels of the third game. So if you don't beat Utah, that third game against Wisconsin is going to be even tougher. Okay, well, you, you, you mentioned what Utah is projected to do this year. And obviously we're calling this the Furious Five. But just how furious are the five teams expected to be? It's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. All right, you referenced this. According to ESPN's FPI, Football Power Index, only three of the Furious Five teams are projected to win eight or more games. Okay, so you got to win those two. Okay, which w- ones are those? Wisconsin, ten point six. Okay, that's ex- their expected win total. Toughest game on the schedule. LSU nine, Boise State eight point one, Mississippi State six point one, and Utah five point two. Mississippi State to me is a tougher game than Bo- Boise State at home. Utah is expected it's to the be road. the worst. Of the Furious Five teams, according to ESPN's FPI. You've got to win that game. I feel, I feel you on like, oh, nationally it would do more for BYU. I'm looking at the whole season, too, the impact. Emotionally, if BYU doesn't win that Utah game, that's going to affect the season in a, in a big way. And if BYU wins that game, it will affect them emotionally in a big way, where they're more ready for a Wisconsin, more ready for a Boise State and whatnot. I, my hope for BYU is, like you, you go into LSU and you compete in that game and have a chance to win Late. That's the hope, right? Um, if you shock the world and you win that game, hey, now we're going. Now we're going. And you have Utah the next week, and it's going to be crazy either way. See, that's why I just think setting the table with a positive performance, win or lose, against LSU sets the tone for those five games. 
What's your opinion of, of this question? Which of the Furious Five games can have the greatest impact on the BYU season? Maybe you think it's game number one on August 26th. Countdown to the Vikings. 66 days. 66, man. Take that route. Very nice. All the way to the season, baby. It's coming up. July 26th, by the way, the first day of fall camp. In I the mean, summer. summer. In the summer. First day of fall camp in the summer. In the summer. <laughs> That doesn't even make sense. Use hashtag BYUSN. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Uh, which of the f- Furious Five games can have the greatest impact on the BYU season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Cam Lewis 53, LSU went over a traditional power to almost kick off the season. Could set the tone moving forward. Ask the 84 team. Yeah, a big win, a big win against an overrated team at the beginning of the year would be very nice. Because Pitt was three and eight that year, I think you'll take it. I would take it. You'll because, take it again. I said this yesterday. Most of life is how it feels in the moment, not what it felt like in context. Yes, which actually funny that you bring that up. At B Royal Blue Coog, supposedly Wisconsin. However, it'll end up being the team with the best record in the outcome of that game. If Wisconsin goes six and seven, no dice. Yeah, I, I think that how you feel in the moment weighs more than the context in the end. Because we don't always go back and look. Like yesterday, David Nixon was like, yeah, that Boston College team that we lost to, like, they were good, but they weren't great. And then I looked, and they were a 10-3 and team, ranked 20. I was like, oh, no, they were actually good. Like, if you're going to lose on the road at Boston College, and they finish 20th in the 10-win team, you go, hey, they were pretty good. Look, BYU's not going to take back a dominating performance at Michigan State last year. No, just because Michigan State finishes 3-9, and nine, does it lessen it to a degree? Not in the moment, it doesn't. Hey, coming up, what's the chance BYU football is a 10-win season? But first, the Kiwi Cowboy, the man who has joined us, hopefully, in his fourth and no more. Oh, there it is. He's holding a paper. He's got his game face on, too. Johnny Linehan is in studio. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and follow at BYU Sports Nation. BYU Football Media Day coming up on Friday. We are going to have wall-to-wall coverage beginning bright and early Friday morning with Tom Holmo's state of the program. We'll also have a two-hour BYU Sports Nation and then a look back on the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree. I promise you, you will not want to miss this. Our Twitter question is this. Which of the Furious Five games can have the greatest impact on the BYU season at Hurdle State Farm? I think I know where he works. Or she. Work bugs out with Portland State. Went over LSU. Get, gets the bus rolling for a win over Utah. And puts us in prime position to beat the Badgers. I think that is a well-stated goal. Yeah, so he agrees or she agrees with me. It's LSU. And then Utah. No, because LSU gets you rolling for the win over Utah. <laughs> See? At H. Collier 88. Boise State. So Johnny Linehan can avenge his fourth and 19 play. Hashtag fourth and no more. And Johnny Linehan is our next guest. He's in Studio B. Johnny, what's up, man? Hey, nothing. Just chilling with you guys. You guys have stopped me going to work, so it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good thing? I don't know. It's well, a great uh, thing, yeah. Is, is your boss was okay with this, right? We're oh, like getting you in trouble. Hey, I'm the boss, really, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I hope he's not watching you. No. <laughs> now he is. Now he's Johnny, here. I'm going to need to have you come into my office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
we have talked so much about uh, 4th and 19. And it's not, it's like the fans bring it up all the time. It's unbelievable. Are you surprised that this still has legs? Uh, I think I'm partially to blame for it having legs. <laughs> as soon as like the dust would sit, I'd be like, no, I want the attention. I'll bring it up again. No, At least you it. know it. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I missed a crucial part of the 4th and 19, which was uh, the Memorial Day on April 19th. So I feel like we should make that Johnny Linehan yeah, Day. Yeah, Johnny Linehan Day. And that's the only day we can speak about it. Other than that, we let the dust settle, and then it resurrects on April 19th. You know that's not going to happen, but that's a nice <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, know. how often do fans bring up the play that we don't speak of to you? Oh, every time? Oh, every yeah. day? Yeah, well, pretty much like every time I post something on Twitter now, regardless of it could be about like my kid, and they're like, well, I hope he doesn't run on 4th and 19th. I was like, <laughs> You guys are savage and salty. It's a bad mix. But uh, no, yeah, now I meet people like in the streets and stuff. First, it's a shock that they even recognize me. I think they recognize my voice more than anything. And they'll be like, all right, Johnny, what really went down? <laughs> and I usually change the story just so that we get different. <laughs> different <laughs> mix it up so yeah. it's a little more entertaining for you. It's like yeah. 21 pilots when they're interviewed and asked how they met. They make up a story <laughs> on the spot every time. So no one knows the actual story. <laughs> so 4th and 19 gets brought up a lot. So we've started this campaign of fourth and no more. It appears that you are on board with this. What are your thoughts on our campaign for fourth and no more? Let's stop bringing Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I I love it. I think it's great. But if anything, I think it adds to people wanting to bring up fourth and 19. It's kind of like reverse psychology that, (laughs) I don't know, the the fans might be playing into it a bit too much. But uh, no, I think it's cool, yeah. Anything about it, have a little bit of fun in the off-season because it's it's a long off-season, you know. Oh, you're telling us. Yeah. Well, speaking of the long off season, I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about this team. What is the biggest difference that you notice with this team after having a season with this new coaching staff under your belt? Um, I think the yeah, there, there's so many different things, but off the top of my head, one of the one of the things is I feel like we're a lot more relaxed and loose, and we play with more swagger, more confidence. And I think that showed with how we played last year. Um, granted, we couldn't get all of the games done that we wish we could have, or we missed a couple of plays that we wish we could have back, um, obviously myself included. But uh, no, they just instill in us confidence. They believe in us to go out and play football and to do our best. And it's just awesome to have coaches that don't have to tell us what to do. They just know we're going to do it and just to push us and encourage us to do that. Our Twitter question is this, and we've nicknamed kind of the five bigger games on the schedule, LSU, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State, Mississippi State. We think there's a distinction between those five and the other eight, the furious five. Okay, uh, Which of those games can have the greatest impact on the season, in your opinion? So, yeah, it's like, a, <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, you want to say LSU because it's like the, it was our opener until Portland State. Um, and they're they're a huge team that'll set the ball rolling. But I mean, you can't you can't look past Utah. You know, we haven't we haven't beaten them in I don't know how long. I wasn't even thinking about BYU before <laughs> it was the last time we won. And last time we played Utah at home, I actually wasn't on the team. I was actually camping out with it with the Rocks. So I was pretty excited about that? about that. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited to play Utah at home. But LSU indoors take away the elements for a punter. It's just a, a beautiful scenario. That is nice. It's so crazy yeah, crazy hot, and I've never outside. been to Texas, so I'm excited for LSU. But nice. the, I'll probably get my blood pumping a little more for Utah. That's what it boiled down to the two of us as well. And uh, I don't know if you saw this Tuesday uh, in between the lines, but Kenzie Tauzinga in uh, "You Laugh, You Lose" had a, an impersonation of you. Let's let's roll the tape and uh, see what you think. 
All right, guys, it was fourth and 19. <laughs> I looked to the sideline, and the coach was like, son, run the ball. <laughs> I took the snap. I saw the open gap, and I got tackled after one yard. <laughs> Your thoughts on uh, Kenzie's impersonation? Oh, terrible. Tragic. Yeah. Uh, Australian. That's embarrassing. Oh, come yeah, on. No, that's, uh, he's like, G'day, mate. I picked up a shrimp on the barbie and took it to Steve Irwin. And... No, no he, uh, he came down to the locker room after that segment, and uh, we had just finished working out, and he was like, Man, they asked me to do that. He was pretty embarrassed about it, but I was like, no, I'm sure it turned out pretty good. But then yeah, I watched it. he went after it. Yeah, it's not, not the best, but <laughs> give him credit. You know, five out of ten, so kind of like his grades. You throw shade at me, Kesney, you're going to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> hey. hey, there you go. Uh, Friday, we're going to have uh, a ton of guys in here for Football Media Day. What does that mean to the team? And do you guys look forward to that day, uh, you know, in – here we are in June, but we're going to be talking about 2017 BYU football with everybody. Oh, yeah. No, any, anything to do with football, yeah, we get excited about. And uh, it's, it's always fun. I, I guess the only bad part is we get asked the same questions by 20 different people. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's pretty fun because it makes the season more real. It's like, man, it really is just around the corner. You know, a couple more months and we'll be kicking off. And, and you know, only a few more weeks until we're back at fall camp, really. And uh, so it just kind of makes the season more fun, more realistic. Like everything we've been working forward is right there and we can actually picture it. So media day is a good, good day. Knowing that you're going to have that many people asking you questions, what's a question you would love for somebody to ask that they've never asked? Um, Do you ever go in with a question like, man, I really hope somebody asked me about this? No, I've, I've, been, I've been thinking. I was thinking um, after we beat LSU, right? Ooh. No, <laughs> yeah, so after we beat them, it's going to be late, right? I don't know what the time's going to be here in Utah. But I have nine o'clock church, so I was I was thinking, man, maybe I score a couple of touchdowns, you know, get some good punts. I don't know. Let's start with the first yeah, down, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, maybe I have. I don't know. And some someone wants to talk to the punter after the game. They're like, "How do you feel?" I'm just gonna go, man. I'm exhausted. I got church in the morning, so I got to get on the plane and get home. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> so, Tavernari was famous for this. Oh, really? For the basketball team. He'd be like, "Yeah, everyone read your scriptures. Let's get to church tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I might be that guy. I might yeah. stand on my, you know. Rammy umped him and start talking to people. That's what we here. call this uh, set. That's funny you say that. <laughs> Johnny Linehan's in studio on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Football Media Day coming up in less than 48 hours right here on uh, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Can we expect any more country singles from you this summer? What's the I, I, I have something in the works. Ooh. It's like 1% complete. <laughs> so I have the song picked out, and it's not country. Oh. And so Because I don't think I could do another country and uh, have it, like, challenge my legacy in the country music realm. Can you at least give <laughs> us the genre of music? The genre. I'm, I am thinking about doing a hip-hop slash rap song. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that'll be extra funny. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Whereas country's nice because it kind of slows it down. As a punter, you know, you kind of want to go out with a bit of straw in your mouth and yeah. kick the ball. But I think rap, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a good song. So hopefully I can get the lyrics together and... So I'm hoping to do it, but we'll see if I have time. Before the season? During the season? It always has to be before the before. season. Otherwise, okay. I'll get in trouble because they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, how are you spending your time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any, uh, any changes to your game? I assume you'll still be with the, the rugby-style punt. Any changes to that? or? Uh, no, nothing, nothing really changes. I mean, um, maybe in fall camp we'll bust out maybe some different things. Um, 
but yeah, probably mostly rugby styles, hugely effective in college. But I've, I, all I work on by myself really is the traditional style, getting nice spirals and getting a big hang time because I feel like that's what's going to really help me if I want to keep playing football. And so hopefully we'll get an opportunity this year to put some of the more traditional straight-on punts on film to kind of give people a look at what I can do. So I, I wanted to ask you, there was a great piece done on your long snapper, Matt Foley, recently. He's been fantastic, by the way. Tremendous motivational speaker. I, honestly, yes. Uh, how important <laughs> is he to your success? Oh, yeah, Matt's the man. I love that guy. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm so grateful they did a story about him. And uh, it, it's funny because the, there's definitely more to that story. They just put down kind of what they could in the allotted time. Um, but, no, he's, he's phenomenal. When you don't have to think about the snap and you know that it's going to be where you need it to be and you can just worry about catching and then kicking the ball, it's huge. Um, and, and special teams gets brought up usually when they either do something great or do something bad. And, I mean, we've seen bad snaps that have led to, you know, tragic things that happen um, in, in the punt game and it's actually lost the game. So Matt helps win us games. We had two game-winning field goals last year and he had to snap those, right? He begins with the snap. And, uh, yeah, he's been crucial. So I'm grateful he's getting some attention. But when the season comes, hopefully he gets none because that means he's doing his job. That's exactly right. Like a ref. You just don't want to notice. It, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Matt's done a really nice job. When, when we go into this season, the 4th and 19, 4th and no more, does BYU have to do a fake punt? Like, is there, does there have to be a redemption end of this this year? There, yes, right? Yeah. Oh, there has to be. Yeah. And there will be. Yeah. And there will be. Yeah. It's like, I like it's to hear you. That. <laughs> you know, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Or Portland State. Just, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, well, here's the deal. You don't want to bust out the fake against Portland State, right? No, you got to yeah. wait. No, that's true. You do, you do have to wait, yeah. But uh, it, it's kind of it's based on on the look they give. And our coaches would have loved, like, because I always have a green light when I roll to the right, especially rugby, because I get it and I look up. I don't have to worry about where my hands are because I just know how to get it to the right spot. So I look up, but there's always guys that, like, spy and scout out uh, just in case I do decide to run. Um, which which actually helps our coverage team because that means that they're not worried about blocking our guys getting downfield. And so that's why we had a really good net punting team and, and really no returns last year. So regardless of whether I get any, any fakes or not, um, I think our punt team is still going to be a, a huge, huge key um, to helping our team get good field position and win games. So you have the green line to run? Yeah, oh yeah, always, yeah. Especially when you roll out to the right because I can kick, you know, with half a second. So usually last year I'd hold on to it and I'd look and try and keep moving forward. And I mean, I never did take off usually because I felt like it would probably hurt the team if I did because they had guys waiting. Instead, it was a planned takeoff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Johnny, we're really excited about uh, Football Media Day coming up Friday. And, uh, of course, you're helping us promulgate the fourth and no more amongst the interwebs. So thanks for coming in, man. No worries. Thanks for having me. Okay, Johnny Linehan, the Kiwi kicker in studio on BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question. Which of the Furious Five games can have the greatest impact on the BYU football season? At McKay underscore Allen. I want to say Utah, but I feel like a win over LSU would give us a lot of energy and momentum going into the Utah game and rest of the season. He feels like that because it's true. I want to hear answers. Um, I'm interested in hearing the answers that aren't Utah or LSU. It seems like it's boiling down to those two games, right? Yeah, at Greg Rosenhan, Utah. But only because a win against Utah will have a huge positive impact on the Wisconsin game. I think that a win against Utah would have an impact on the season as a whole as well. I I really do. I think that there'll be a distinct feeling about that. There's the season, and then there's the Utah season. And they're not that closely – they're not that distant in feeling. 
do not give them that much credit. I, no, I'm giving the streak credit because it just hurts, Jason. It just I know hurts. it hurts. R.E.M. wrote a song about this. Coming up, we debut a new segment, 10 and 10. But first, what's the chance BYU football wins 10 games this season? Welcome back. Jeremy Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere, people. If you missed it, Johnny Linehan was just in Studio B talking about the play that shall not be named. <laughs> Hashtag fourth and no more. You can catch the interview if you missed it and more on BYU TV or BYU Radio's apps. Or you can download the podcast. And, and look what, uh, look what Johnny gave us. The sign. Gave us then, his Herbie Hancock. And then he, he signed it. So, yeah, we're going to put this up somewhere. I don't know if it'll be on the desk or behind us somewhere. Yeah, we'll get we'll this up, up on the set. We'll put it up. There you go. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The 2017 NBA Draft is tomorrow night at 7 Eastern. CBSSports.com has Eric Mika listed as the 76th best player in its top 100 prospects. BYU baseball signee Seth Corey signs with the San Francisco Giants, getting a signing bonus reportedly to be $1 million. Corey played high school baseball at Lone Peak and was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year in the state of Utah. Oakland A's outfielder and former Cougar Jacob Brugman finished the night last night, one for four with an RBI and a loss to the Astros. Brugman and the A's play again tonight, 10 Eastern time. And BYU outfielder and soon-to-be married man Keaton Kringlin right. one for three with an RBI, two walks, and a St. Cloud Rocks win over the Bismarck Larks. Next up is a game we call What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? 100% we play the game next. We get uh, something thrown at us. We give it a percentage chance out of uh, a gajillion. Uh, what we think. What if I went nine in honor of Jimmer's ninety-two out of hundred? What if I went ninety-two percent out of everything? Well, you just told us beforehand, so I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not. I'm just saying. Oh, what if? Yeah, like yeah. What are the chances? What that if I go, is a different game? What are the chances that what I if, would say ninety-two percent for every answer? I would say at this point, like four percent. Great point. Yeah, number one. What's the chance BYU football wins 10 games this season? Look, it, it's, it's definitely possible. I, I'm going to give it a fairly high percentage. I, I'm going to say 70, Whoa! 70%. Wow. I'll say 70%. Wow. Look, it's, it's very possible. And you know what? Whether you, wanna, whether you like it or not, you know, Vegas has them in that vicinity, so it's not crazy. It's not crazy. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't know I, why I'll, I reacted so strongly. I will say 70%. You say it, and then you bring in Vegas, and I go, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Can't argue with that. I'll go 44%. I think, uh, yeah. 44 to win 10? 10 is good. 44%. It's not. It all depends on how BYU does in those furious five. I'm, I'm thinking two and three is probably my guess on those five. But if BYU goes three and two, boom, 10 wins is a total reality. Number two. Way to preview number two. What's the chance BYU football wins three of the five Furious Five games? Mm, on that, I'll go 30%. I think there's some tough games in there. I think BYU can get Utah and Boise State. I think those are the two they get. The other one is up for grabs, and I think that Mississippi State is probably your best bet. Yeah, I, I'm going to say, I'll say 42%. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's called the Furious Five for a reason. Now, we, we went over how these teams are expected to finish in terms of wins, and only two have, or excuse me, three of the five have wins over eight, or eight wins for the year. You're always favored in two of those five, yeah, I think. Yes. So, I mean, I totally yeah. understand, but it's, it's going to be difficult. So, yeah, 42%. Number three. What's the chance Eric Mika is drafted tomorrow? 
I really don't think it's going to happen. The draft boards are agreeing with me. The scouts are agreeing with me. Uh, Eric Mika is going to get paid to be a pro. I just don't think it's going to come through the draft per se. Yeah, I'll go a little higher. I'll say 15%. But, I mean, it's – look, you know, you look at these draft boards and people who do this for a living, who scout these players. And honestly, the you know, there's, there's a lot of them out there. And there's a few that I really trust because they have the track record. And it, it doesn't look good. I hope he gets drafted. But, yeah, I'll say about 15%. Getting drafted isn't everything, but it's hard to stay in the league if you're not a first-rounder. There are exceptions, of He's course. He's going to be on a summer league team yeah. and, and yeah. has a very good chance of getting one of those two-way uh, contracts with the, with the D-League. Yeah, or the which G is league. the G-League, as in Gatorade League now. Yes. Number four. What's the chance Andy Reid Heisman's Jason Shepard Friday during media day. 100%. This will happen. Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, not the fake Andy Reid, the real Andy Reid, Will Heisman, Jason Shepard on media day. This is going down, and we're going to get it on camera. Zero (laughs) percent. We will, when we meet each other in person, because we have talked together. And he's going to be like, Jason. No, he's going, there will be a a firm embrace. Oh, a firm embrace. You're going to hug it out? A firm embrace. We will both be able to discuss how awesome it's going to be when Andy is holding up the Super Bowl trophy, handing it to Tom Brady. <laughs> no, what? No, 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 no. We zero percent. This is going to, to be, This is going to be a special moment when he and I meet on Friday. Special is one way of describing it. Number five. Scary. <laughs> Awkward. Other other ways to describe it. I don't know, Ricky Fowler. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, number five, what's the chance? The new Transformers movie is worth the price of admission. I'll go 50%, but I'm going to be there. I have tickets to go see it tomorrow night. I love these movies. I've said this before. I watched cartoon when I was little. Optimus Prime is the, one of the greatest leaders in the history of the world. Civilization. Civilization. Western and Eastern, Southern, Northern, all of them. Uh, yeah, I, I think Transformers... The stories aren't that great anymore, but I love me some Optimus Prime. Look, I love, I love, love Transformers. Like, my, my go-to trifecta for cartoons as a kid, Transformers, G.I. Joe, He-Man, okay? Those are the three. Well, I would throw Ninja Turtles into mine. But okay, yeah, but that's, I, yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah, those are yeah, my yeah. three. If I'm going to the matinee, maybe it's worth the price oh, okay. of admission. Or in Utah, if I'm paying, Tuesdays, it's yeah, Tuesday, five bucks. Tuesdays, yes. Tuesday then it's where definitely worth it. But here's the deal. I, I love Transformers, <laughs> but they, they've just gotten, I mean, I'll see it. Because I feel like I've invested in all the other movies, so I need to see this through. Yeah. But, like, we're, we're, we're pushing this to the limit right now. And there's going to be, like, 10. So, uh, so what's the chance? Uh, like 30%. That is what's the chance. And we have exhausted all of the uh, – what's the chance we've exhausted all of them uh, at this point? Uh, 100%. Speaking of five, which of the Furious five games can have the greatest impact on the BYU season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At Melocopter, I hate to sound like I hate to sound like a broken record. That's very well written. But hashtag beat Utah. No. No. At uh, Smarks1090, uh, give me the red card, but a win over Utah will be huge. Okay. okay. We lost six in a <laughs> row. A win over Utah allows us to reach our 10 win season. Yeah. We'll Ask and you shall receive. How about double red well, cards? Well, here's the thing. Look at that. Look at I'm, that. You've asked for it, so I'm giving it to you because that's what a good ref should do. 
But no, I agree with you that Utah is uh, going to have a big impact. It's going to have the biggest impact. It's going to be. Season. It's big. Yes. It's not the biggest. It's not. LSU sets the table. I almost feel, and, and I've discussed this with Spencer at length too, that because there's been a long streak, that he's just apt to ignore the streak by ignoring the rivalry. As if, hey, you got to beat your rival. Hey, you asked for and it. And guess what? Your rival's a Power 5 team. Your rival is a Are team that Are they in a P5 conference? Allegedly. Conference of champions. Are they in the Pac-12? As Willie Walton anybody talking says. about this? I don't think I've heard this before. Wait, what? Should we get fourth and no more stickers? Is that what we should do? Coming up, our new weekly series, 10 and 10, the top 10 quarterbacks BYU will face this season. We'll roll it out after the break. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I'm Jeremy Jordan. He's Jason Shepard, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. And make sure you check out BYU Sports Nation this Friday as part of BYU Football Media Day, a two-hour edition. Woo! We will have Kalani Sitake, Ty Detmer, Elisa Tuiaki, Tanner Mangum, and more. That's this Friday from noon to 2 Eastern time. It's going to be a great day. It really awesome. is. And it starts with web chats at 10 Eastern time on BYUtv.org and then Eight hours of uh, programming uh, that's live, not to mention rebroadcasts of some great shows or games, a lot of which highlights Lavelle Edwards' career. It's going to be a tremendous day right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Uh, Not to mention uh, Behind the Mic with Gregor Bell on BYU Radio. That's going to be a fun couple of hours as well. Our Twitter question, which of the furious five games can have the greatest impact on the BYU season? At Twig Your Stone, LSU. In college football, SEC is king. Well, the Big Ten was better last year, but LSU is always close to the top of the SEC. Uh, Win there brings a lot of attention and momentum. He's a smart guy. LSU, it's the answer. It's an answer. Yeah, that's for sure. Use the hashtag BYUSN. (laughs) Today uh, and this week marks uh, 10 weeks until the BYU football season. Saturday will mark exactly 10 weeks. But for the next 10 weeks, we're going to roll out on every Wednesday – a segment called 10 in 10, a top 10 list for 10 weeks of things related to the BYU football schedule, specifically opponents and how they fare and where they rank. Today, I take a look at quarterbacks, the top 10 quarterbacks BYU will face in 2017. Let's hear some music. Number 10, Andrew. Good. Did Randy Newman, yeah, I th- did he compose this? I don't think so. Number 10, Andrew Ford, UMass. Virginia Tech transfer, 61% passer, threw for 2,700 last year. 7.3 yards per attempt is solid. Against BYU, 27-40, 288, touchdown, two picks. He is number 10. Yeah, BYU will look to improve on those two picks. Yeah. Number 9, Armani Rogers, UNLV. This dude hasn't even played a down of D1 football yet, yet he's number 9. 6'5", 225, four-star, top 15 dual threat guy two years ago. Red-shirted in Vegas, dad played in the NFL. Highest recruit UNLV has had in a long time, but unproven. Yeah, I mean, this, guy's, this guy has the potential to be really good. Don't see it happening right now. Number eight, Alex Hornibrook, Wisconsin. Why isn't he higher on this list? He split time with senior Bart Houston last year. Now it's Hornibrook's team. 59% passer through for 1,200. 97 interceptions. That's not a great ratio. Doesn't throw it deep well. Despite a quality O-line, he rushed for negative 81 yards. He's not mobile. He's not mobile, but uh, just imagine, though, when you do have that offensive line, all the things that's possible, at least. Negative 81 yards was possible for him <laughs> last year. Number seven, Kent Myers, Utah State. 
versatile, not wholly effective, though. Threw for less than 200 a game last year. 58% passer is okay, but his completion percentage has dropped the last three years. 66, 60, 58. 10 TDs, 8 picks. That's not a good ratio either. But he rushed for 449 and 6 TDs. He is a threat on the ground against Brigham. He completed a whopping 12 passes, no TDs, and a pick. Yeah, as you mentioned, statistics are going the wrong way year after year. Number six, Troy Williams, Utah. Williams had an underwhelming junior season as a high JC transfer up on the hill. Made some great throws at times. Can be dangerous with his feet, but he's a 53% passer. Threw for 2,700. 7.1 yards per attempt is solid. Connected on some deep shots, but he sacked every 15 passes, which is the third highest of any quarterback BYU will face on its schedule. Six TDs, five picks on the road last year. Those aren't good numbers. Utah at BYU September 9th. I believe the cliche is when these two teams get together, you throw out the records, maybe throw out the statistics. (laughs) And the TD ratio. (laughs) Number five, Drew Brown, Hawaii. Maybe surprising to be ahead of Troy Williams, but listen, he's shorter, stronger dude, six foot 200, won the job as a JC transfer last year, five games in, led Hawaii to its first bowl game in six years. 19 TDs, seven picks, rushed for 300, threw for 2,500, 62 passer and his offensive coordinator Nick Ro- and head coach Nick Rolovich who torched BYU for 71 po- 72 points in 01. The interesting thing about this in these later games is by the time BYU faces them they will essentially have a full season another full season under their belt so you're going to get a different quarterback in the last regular season game as opposed to earlier in the season. Number four Danny Etling LSU he'd be higher on the list but he threw for less than 200 a game last year 11 TDs five picks the volume's low Purdue transfer however his yards per attempt are the second highest of any QB on the list He'll hand the ball off a lot to Darius Geis if he needs to make a play. He can do it. He'll be in a new offense under Matt Canada, who was at Wisconsin. Number three, Thomas Sirk, East Carolina. Who? Yes, this guy's off the radar, I know. He ruptured both Achilles four years apart at Duke. Grad transfer going to East Carolina this year for his sixth season. His OC, Scotty Montgomery from Duke in his second year at East Carolina. So there's the connection. When Cirque was healthy in 2015, threw for 2,600, rushed for 800. 4.9 yards per pop when healthy. He is a quality dual-threat QB, a guy you've probably never heard of. Well, and uh, if only BYU knew about uh, dual-threat quarterbacks trying to stay healthy. (laughs) (laughs) They've not had any ever. Nick Fitzgerald is number two, Mississippi State. There's a major gap, people, between the top two and everyone else on this list. Six and seven as a team last year, but he threw for 2,400, rushed for almost 1,400. That's pretty good. Second most rushing yards in the SEC, third most of any quarterbacks in FBS. 21 touchdown passes, 10 picks. He's good, but he was held in check versus BYU. 214 passing, two interceptions, TD. Rushed for 2D. Look, you have him at number two, and ultimately I agree with you, but there certainly could be a case made that he could be number one on this list. It was hard, but number one is Brett Rippon, Boise State, 17-6 and six as a starter. Two-time first-team All-Mountain West, 7,000 career passing yards, 44 TDs in two seasons. He's like a BYU QB out of the 80s, man. 62% passer last year, eighth in the nation in yards per completion at nearly 15 yards, through three TDs, 442, pass yards against BYU. He is the best guy on the list, and that wraps up the initial 10 in 10. The best quarterbacks BYU will face this season. Every Wednesday, we will roll out a new 10 in 10 until we get to the season. Look, the word that comes to mind when I think of Brett Rippon besides good. Mark? <laughs> Uncle Mark? No, not Uncle Mark, but you know, it's not bad. It's, it's just poise. Th- this guy is really, really good. And like I said, you could certainly make a case 
for Fitzgerald being the number one. But but I agree with you. The best quarterback, and obviously the season plays out. You know, when we talk about teams that maybe weren't as great. You know, players can do the exact same thing. But going into the season, Brett Rippon should be the best quarterback that BYU will face this season. And honestly, looking at this list, there's not a ton of QBs that are better than Tanner Mangum. Yeah, in my opinion. And we talked about this with Taysom Hill. You want your guy to be the better quarterback in the game because generally in football, the best quarterback wins the game. So Tanner Mangum, to me, is in the top three of this list. I would, I would put him in the top three there. What's interesting about Rippon is some of the weapons that were around him that he has lost. Thomas Spurbeck, all-time leading receiver. Jeremy McNichols was a touchdown machine. Yes. He was drafted. So Boy- Boise State. Boise State, though, I mean, we talk about reloading. I mean, they're a, they, they get really good players. I'm not it's sure a, they're going to be a 10-win kind of team, maybe. But they may huddle in the uh, hover in the 8-ish range, and that's when BYU's been able to get them, when they're that kind of team. Yeah, th- this is – and. This is always an exciting game between these two teams. Oh, yeah. They're, it's, it's a great matchup. You know, this is one. I'm, I'm glad this year it's in Provo. Yes, that, and, and BYU's had success in Provo yep. against Boise State, winning the last two. So that's 10-10. and 10. We're going to have a ton of fun with that uh, the rest of this season. Which of the Furious Five games can have the greatest impact on the BYU season? Let's hit up the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Carson Hagberg, LSU. They're the most well-known, and they're one of those Southern teams with tons of athleticism, so a win would have a huge impact. I don't deny it's a huge impact. I just think Utah would be. LSU, yeah, nationally, LSU is going to make a huge splash. So did Wisconsin. Mississippi State might even make a huge splash, given it's Mississippi State, it's LSU. It depends if they're ranked or not. But, yeah, for, for the, the angst of the rivalry, ugh. It just needs to end, and then we can address other topics, please. At Passer Ron B, beating LSU will set the tone for the season and put the other teams on notice. We are for real. That's true. That's a great point. Set the tone, folks. Set that tone. I do love my entrees more than my appetizers, though. Coming up, the latest baseball news from Brugman, Hanneman, Law, Kringlin, and the new millionaire Seth Corey in the Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Thanks for our guest today, Johnny Linehan. Hashtag fourth and no more. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Friday is BYU Football Media Day. So many guests will be on the station, on this show. Coming up on Friday, just a few. Kalani Satake, Ty Detmer, Elisa Tuiaki, my guy Andy Reid, and much, much more. In the meantime, let's whip it. Heisman! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the draft. The 2017 NBA draft is tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. CBSSports.com has BYU's Eric Mika listed as the 76th best player in its NBA draft top 100 prospects. Cougars in the major leagues. UAE baseball signing Seth Corey signs with the San Francisco Giants with a signing bonus reported to be $1 million. Corey played high school ball at Lone Peak, was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year in the state of Utah. Oakland A's outfielder and former Cougar Jacob Brugman finished the night 1-4 for four with an RBI and a loss last night to the Houston Astros. Brugman and the A's play again tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. Cougars in the minors. Adam Law had his first multi-hit game of the season going 3-4 for four in a double-A Arkansas Travelers loss to the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. Jacob Hanneman finished the night 1-4 for four with a run in a triple-A Iowa Cubs win over the Omaha Storm Chasers. Baseball. BYU outfielder Keaton Kringlin went 1-3 for three with an RBI and two walks in a St. Cloud Rocks win over the Bismarck Larks in the Northwoods League. 
Volleyball. Volleyball Magazine ranks BYU's 2017 recruiting class as the fourth best in the nation. Typically, BYU is not very highly rated on this. The class is highlighted by Cyrus Fa'a Logo, uh, Puerto Rican Gabe, Gabriel Garcia, and Brazilian Felipe de Brito Ferreira. Today's Rise and Chats brought to you by Dexter and Dexter, helping you need help. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jason? How about Johnny Linehan? Let's give it to Johnny. He, Hashtag fourth and no more. So much personality. He said that April 19th, we missed a real opportunity to kind of talk about the play and then just put it to bed. Every April 19th. Every April 19th, fourth and 19 day. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it, I'm glad, you know, it's, it's better that we can enjoy it because we'll Boise have to State, keep from because Boise State did not score on the impending drive. But Boise State won the I game. Know, and I you know. play to win the game. Our Twitter Thank question. <laughs> My name's Herm. Which of the Furious Five games can have the greatest impact on the BYU season? Our elite tweet of the day. Hashtag Joseph uh, AW86. Spot on. Let's start off hitting hard and fast. Beat LSU. And that should help us. Hashtag end the drought versus Utah and future success. I'm not seeing a ton of you say a game besides LSU or Utah. I'm interested in hearing We've that. We've had one, one tweet that said somebody other than. They said Mississippi State. But everybody else has been LSU, because it's the correct answer, or Utah. <laughs> just saying. I award you no points. <laughs> at fangirl underscore JB. Just glad Johnny Linehan said there would be a chance at redemption this season. Easily best future play of the year. In what game do you want this? So, like every does game, it matter? Like fans are going to be watching every BYU game, not just because they want to watch yeah. and hope for the win, but is this going to be the game when he gets his his <laughs> redemption? LSU game on the line, <laughs> need it. Hey, conversation continues twenty four seven on Twitter. Don't forget use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand. Make sure you go to BYUSN.com. For Jason, I am Jerem. Shout out to Kent Oborn, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow. Noon Eastern Time, NBA Draft Day, and Media Day Eve. It's a busy week, baby. Welcome to summer. First day of summer. Enjoy it.